You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise one more time. Look at somebody and say, it's good to see you today. Hallelujah. Good to see you guys. Amen. This is a, a Memorial Day weekend. Amen. And, and a lot of us, we can kind of look at it as another holiday where most of us get an extra day off from work. As like I said, most of us, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Or another reason to have a barbecue or maybe go shopping because of the great deals at R.C. Willie's. That's where I work, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> it's a commercial there I had to throw in. See, a memorial is something that is built to help us remember. Tomorrow's Memorial Day, but it's a time that we remember the lives that were sacrificed for our freedoms. Come on, this day was made to help us remember and appreciate our soldiers and what they have done for us. Amen. Come on, you know, we have vets here. I know that uh, Brother Victor's a vet. Do we have any other vets in this place? Amen. Not, not veteranos from the neighborhood. Amen. I'm talking about vets. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we, 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 we thank the men and women that have laid down their lives and sacrifice for the freedoms that we have right here in the United States of America. You know, uh, last year, amen, a man from Chicago made 58 crosses, and they put them where the Las Vegas sign was as a memorial, as a remembrance of the victims that were lost in that tragic event, amen, in our city that took place October 1st, 2017. People put up memorials at places where someone or some, some lives were lost, amen, through a tragedy, an accident, amen, so they would put up pictures and flowers to remember that person or persons. Well, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, God is asking his people to remember something. So I want you to turn to Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 6 through 7. I'm reading out the NIV right now. And the word of God says this, these commands I give you today to be on your hearts Impress them. Somebody say impress them. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Verse uh, uh, 7 in the living says this. You must teach these commandments to children. Talk about them when you're at home or out for a walk at bedtime and the first thing in the morning. This morning I want to minister on building a memorial, building a memorial. The Lord wants you to build a memorial in your home, something that you will remember, something that your kids will remember, to remember the sacrifices that were made for the freedoms that we and I, you and I celebrate. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, I don't know if you have seen the movie Paul the Apostle. Has anybody seen that movie? Powerful movie, amen, but, but through that movie, 
you will see the sacrifices that were made that this gospel that you and I have will be, be delivered to us. And we be able to read the word of God, amen. You see the sacrifices that Paul made, amen. Even writing from a prison, amen. Uh, sending letters of encouragement. Here's a man that's in prison encouraging those that are on the outside. Giving them the gospel, amen. Giving them the word of God, amen, that, that you and I have right here. Some precious words and sacrifices, lives that were sacrificed for this word to come to us. This is what we ought to teach our kids. Can somebody say amen? See, let's look at the first three words in the Living Translation in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7. It says, you must teach. You must teach. Say, I must teach. See, it says you. Somebody say me. Come on. It's not talking about the government. It's not talking about preschool or grade school or even a private school. Listen, it's not even talking about the church. It's talking about you as a parent. Your main responsibility of preparing your kids for life is you. It's not about anybody else but you. Even babies' kids. Come on, that's where you get the saying. Those are babies' kids. Come on, it starts with you. Somebody say me. Second, it says must. Meaning that this is not an option, church. It's not if you have time for them. No, you must do these things. Do what? Teach. You got to impart. You got to share the word of God to them. You got to share the stories that are in this book, amen. You got to share the events, amen, the principles and the values of God's word to your kids. Listen, parents, you're teaching your kids whether you realize it or not. Come on. Come on, they're watching your every move, amen. They're modeling you. They're exampling you. The question is today, what are you teaching them? Where'd you get that from? You know where they got it from. You. God wants you to build memories. Build family memories. God's telling the Israelites here in Deuteronomy, I want you to help your kids remember the commandments that I am giving you today. God tells them almost like he's asking them, I want you to build a memorial in your home. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 8 through 9, NIV says this, Tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your homes, and on your gates. In other words, build a memorial in your home. See, the people of Israelites literally took these commandments literally, man. They would actually tie up the word of God in little leather boxes. Where's my son at? Where'd my son go? <laughs> I didn't teach them, amen, enough, amen. <laughs> but they would actually tie these little boxes, and I was going to let them show you a picture of what I, what I mean, amen. But they would actually have these little leather, little uh, leather, there it is, amen, hallelujah. Oh, there you go. He already taught you, amen, hallelujah. It was a test. It was only a test, amen, hallelujah. 
But as you see, this was a strap, amen, and these little leather boxes would actually be the word of God that they would put. And they would bind them around their, their hands, amen, and bind them on their foreheads. And they would leave these little boxes, amen, and they would put on the door frames of their houses. And so they would literally put these on side of them, and they would write them, amen, and put them on these little leather boxes as a reminder of his commandments. But the problem came, amen, became that the Israelites ended up forgetting about God's word. They were so focused on these boxes. They were so focused on how they had it strapped and how it was looked and how it was presented, amen. You know, some of them even got a little fancy and put their names on them. Decorated them. And so they were so concerned or so focused on these little boxes, but they forgot what was inside those boxes. See, sometimes, church, we get so focused on decorating our Bibles that we forget its content. Come on, we have fancy Bible apps on our phones that we never open. Come on, somebody. They became so focused on these man-made boxes that the boxes became memorials. Memorials not to the living word, but to dead faith. They felt as long as they had these boxes around their, their, their arms, their foreheads, or their doorposts, amen, that, that as long as they, they touched these little boxes, amen, that they were wearing, they, they were fulfilling their religious obligations thinking I'm okay with God as long as I got the box here. Then I gave them license to do whatever they wanted to do. But they were actually building a memorial to dead faith. Or, in other words, becoming religious. Amen. Come on, we got any religious folks here? <laughs> Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Come on, they, 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 we, 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 they, 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 they formed this. It was a dead faith. Faith, church, amen. Uh, sometimes we can think to ourselves, man, these Jews were a little silly. But if we're not careful, church, we can become just as guilty as them. Come on, thinking that we can come to church and we're coming to church and thinking, well, I'm, feeling, I'm fulfilling my obligation. Thinking, you know what, I'm okay with God as long as I was attending church, amen. As uh, long as I was in church on Sunday, amen, but not living this word. Because many of us in the church today are still hateful. Come on, many of us are not forgiving, amen. They're lying, they're cheating, amen. They're full of bitterness, and it's in the church. And we're supposed to have the word of God that changes our lives. And so what we can do is we can come to church and become religious, amen, with no change on the outside. Some of you guys might as well just light a candle and say a couple of Hail Marys, amen. Because you're just acting like the Jews back then. It's like eating a, snickle, a Snickers bar full of calories and thinking, well, if I drink a Diet Coke with no calories, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cancel out the, the calories. Or thinking, you know what, I can get me a double cheeseburger with fries, amen, as long as I got a Diet Coke, I'm Okay. We want to believe, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> so you get a real large Diet Coke, amen. 
because it was a big cheeseburger. That telling lies, listen, is canceled out because I attend Goldman. That being a rebellious wife is canceled out because I'm a Sunday school teacher. Being abusive to your wife is canceled out because you are faithful to your life group. That fornication is canceled out because you faithfully give your tithes. That if you hate someone who has wronged you, it's canceled out because you love Jesus. Doesn't it sound silly? That's what they were doing. And that's what we're doing today. There are people that think that as long as I come to church, as long as I show up, as long as I come to Sunday service, then I'm okay with God. And so we put our faith in these little boxes that we can touch every once in a while, amen, to assure ourselves, amen, of being religious or being the Christian, amen. Meanwhile, we dishonor Jesus, the one we say we love. We're building memorials, church, of dead faith. I'm here to tell you, coming to church, coming to this church or any church does not save you. Sounds ironic, doesn't it? Because we tell people, you need to go to church. Right? You ever told anybody, a co-worker, you need to go to church, girl. <laughs> you need to go to church, boy. But what we need to tell people is that we need, they need to come see Jesus, amen? Come on, uh, we don't tell our family and friends, co-workers, you need church. No, they need Jesus. Come on, that's what we need to tell them. You need Jesus. Uh, you need a touch from God. Uh, you need a touch from the loving God. Amen. Uh, come on, you don't need it just to come to church. Uh, you need to see and experience uh, and encounter Jesus Christ. Amen. Because he's the only one uh, that can set you free. Come on, I can't set you free. This church can't set you free. Sitting here in this church doesn't guarantee you that you're making to heaven. Come on, tell your neighbor, you lied to me. You told me coming to this church, I'll be okay. See, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, God tells them, and he's telling us here today. He's telling the Israelites back then. I want you to build living faith to your children. Not just tell your kids, it's Sunday, it's time to go to church. But God says to impress them. Impress on them. Impress them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, amen. Talk about them when you go for a little walk or a ride, amen. When you lay down and when they get up, amen, talk to them. Share and impress the word into their lives. Don't put it into a faith box. Don't make it just a Sunday thing. In the rest of the week, you do nothing or you live like the devil the rest of the week. We think that we come to Sunday, man, gives you a license to go wild for a week till next Sunday. Come on, don't, don't look at me like this, amen. There's actual people that think like this, that they got cleansed, they come Sunday, I'm okay, I'm good for another week of just wild living. And then, then, then for those that think they live too wild, they'll come on Wednesday. I, you know, I got to make sure, I got to make sure I'm okay.
But God is saying, I don't want you just to put it into this little leather box, amen, the, the word of God, amen, and you wear it and, and you show it off, amen. You, you say you're this, you say you're that, amen, but you don't even know what's inside of it. Come on, I want you to make it a real thing, amen. Our, our, our model here is what? Real faith for real change, amen. Uh, come on, we're not trying to offer anything fake, amen. Uh, we're not trying to sell anything unfake, uh, not real here. I mean, I, I thank uh, Brother Ray for sharing, you know what, he hasn't heard anything here so far that, you know what, that kind of says, oh, this guy's nuts. He still keeps on coming back, amen, because I want to offer real faith. I don't want to trick you into salvation. I don't want to say, man, it's okay to live that way. It's okay to do that. You'll get in. Don't worry. God loves. No, no, no. That's not right. You got to turn that around. You can't live like that anymore. Come on, if you want the kingdom of God. He did die for you to change, not to stay the same way. He wants us to incorporate it in our life, church, in our home, in, our, in your everything. He wants you to carry faith everywhere you go, not just wear it on a string box, but in your heart. This should be us, that we walk in faith, not by sight, right? We're faith walkers. We walk faith every single day. I, I walk in faith. I got, you got to walk it. You got to be faith. You got to, it has to be part of your character. It has to be your, 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 who you are. It has to be your, your personality. It has to be the way you talk. It has to be the way you walk. It has to be everything that, 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 that as people look at you, they say that's a faith walker. That, that's someone that, that, there's something different about that man. There's something different about that woman. There's something different inside their lives. See, we need to carry faith. Somebody say faith. Everywhere we go. See, God told the Israelites here, take these commands with you wherever you go. Come on, don't just put them in the box. Don't just write them on the door frames, amen. Don't just put them on your refrigerators. Come on, just don't put it, amen, as a nice little sign, amen, of a, of a, of a picture that you hang right there, like all those little signs that we have back there, amen. Come on, that's our own faith right there. That's all we do. We say, look, but yet we don't live with what's on there. Come on, so we, we put these things up. He says, don't decorate your refrigerator with the word of God if you're not living with it. So he tells him, you know what, man, I, I want to make uh, your faith is so obvious that others can see it. That their faith will be part of their lives, amen, that people will feel that when they step into your homes. I have a question for you. When they step into your homes, do they sense faith? Do they feel love? Do they feel peace? Do they feel God in your home? Or do they walk in and say, man, this feels cold here. It's kind of dead here. I mean, you, know, you can sense that when you walk into a home. You can walk and say, man, it's so peaceful here. They can feel the love or they can feel the turmoil or they can feel the, 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 the craziness. Hallelujah. They can feel baby kids, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> baby kids, Amen. Come on, they can feel the tension. You ever walked into a place and feel tension? You ever walked into a room and just, man, oh, man, there's something going on here. I'll, I'll be back. There's many times I walk into the office of a manager, man, because I need a price adjustment. I walk in there and, well, I'll, I'll come back. It's not, you can feel the tension. Someone's getting written up. You can, you can feel it in the air. You can feel when things are not right. Uh, what do they feel when they walk into your home? What do people feel when they walk into your house? 
Do they feel the love of God? Do they feel God at all? Because simply going to church is not enough. I said simply going to church is not enough. Now, I'm not saying that coming to church is not good. It's important to have family in the church, amen, when these doors are open, amen. In church, we learn the value of serving God and building healthy relationships. In church, you should be involved in church activities, amen. Your kids should be part of the kids' church, your youth groups or whatever else. Groups that we have, men and women groups, amen. Be part of what, man, I, I need to be in church. I, I need to go there. I need to learn more. Come on, how many need to learn some more, amen? Come on, how to be that man, how to be that woman. we got to come to church, amen. That's where we grow, amen. But you got to take it home also. You can't put your family responsibilities, your family's faith in someone else's hand. You can't put it on the Sunday school teacher. And say, you know, as long as I drop by my kids at Sunday school, I've I, I done my duty. Come on, you can't just put it on, on, my, on my shoulders and think that's enough. As long as I come to church and hear from pastor or, or whatever speaker's up there, amen, I, I'm okay. I did my part. You see, your kids need to see you live your faith in front of them. Like I said, they're watching you more than you realize. You're wondering why they give that little attitude? Maybe you have one. You wonder why they, they talk that way? Because they heard it from you. Let's be honest. Come on, what, what are you speaking? What are you showing? What kind of faith are you displaying in your own homes? Here in the book of Deuteronomy, God made it clear that, you know what, I want you to impress them. I want you to teach your kids. I want you to, to show them the value of living for God, amen. The value, amen, of living clean. The value of everything. Teach them. Show them the sacrifices that were made in order for the word of God to get to us, amen, that we have so precious in this book today, amen. You know, there's life in here. There, there, it gives you everything about life and marriage and, and everything else that you have. Any questions, this is it. This is the book of life. These are the instructions here while we're here on earth, what to do and what not to do. What brings life and what brings death. See, are we teaching them or are we just giving it to the church? Come on, we think, man, we walk our kids back to the classroom. We drop them off. Amen. Praise God, I did my job. Or I'm sitting here on this chair every Monday, every Sunday, you know, I'm here receiving him. And that's all I need to do is just here. But God says, take it home. I want you to build memorials. I want you to build this in the homes because that's the next generation. Those are the next, that's the next presidents, councilmen, people that, that's going to run this country are your children. Come on, do you, you see them as that or do you see them as just products of the environment? That your kids, you know what, can, can do a lot better than what, I want more for my kids than what my life was. God, I want them to be this and be that and be the greatest of this and that. I mean, who knows, maybe they're the next Billy Graham. If you simply impressed it to them, who knows what they can be. Don't rob them from their destiny. Don't rob them of parents, amen, from impressing into your children, amen. Even when they're little, amen, they get it even at a young age. 
Moses was taught all the values. Where he got his courage was his mom speaking those three months that he nursed him, amen, before he went into Pharaoh's household, amen. It was those moments of prayer, those moments of the word of God speaking over this baby child. That he took all this and became courageous and became the man of God that he is. They gave him faith to stand in front of Pharaoh and say, let my people go. Where did he get that courageous faith? From mama for three months, the first three months of his life. So even as an infant, it's important to impress the word of God. Just like this little guy right here. See, he think, he, think, he don't know, oh, she's, she's getting everything. She's, she's receiving. You start speaking, she's going to live it. She will live it because she will remember it. You, it's like, well, she's just a baby. We'll just wait till they're older. No, you wait till they're older, it's going to get harder. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on. Well, I'll discipline them later. <laughs> discipline them now. Hallelujah. Bring out the cinto right now. Let them learn. Oh, is that not right no more? It's right. Cinto, spoon, whatever you have. Chancla. Whatever you got to throw away, man. Say, hey, man, you're not going to do that in this house. I think the problem with us is that we don't discipline our kids enough. Because why? Because you're not teaching them. They don't know what they're doing. They're following you. Well, you do it, Dad. I remember one time long ago, amen, in our first building, amen, they're not here no more, so don't try to figure out who it is. But I remember, amen, this little, this mom and daughter were just talking, and the mom comes, and I mean, it's a little girl, probably, she must be around eight years old. He comes, he goes, Pastor, talk to her. She kind of threw her at me, because she's not behaving, she's not doing this, she's not doing that, she's not doing that, and she, she stays there, and all of a sudden she goes, well, what about you? You still smoke. And I just went. <laughs> My focus got away from the kids. So you're okay. Come on, let's go talk. <laughs> and, but it blew me away because she was like this. You got to talk to her. She's not listening. Out there. He goes, what about you? And then she just blurted out what she was doing. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. What are you teaching your kids? See, all the, the stuff that they're getting right now is coming from your home. Husband, dad, how you treat your wife is what they're, how they're going to treat their wives. Let me tell you, I used to see my, 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 my dad who was a drunken alcoholic all his life. That's all I've known was a drunk dad. And I would see him abuse my wife, my, my, my mom with words. She was never physical, but always with words, demeaning her, putting, belittling her. And I thought to myself when I was a little boy looking at this, I'll never be that man. I'll never be that alcoholic. I'll, ne I'll never do that to my mom. And I became that very, old, that very man myself an alcoholic, to the person I say I'll never become. My dad, my dad got saved. He got set free, amen. But also all I known growing up was a drug dad. Never had the saved dad live. He was, it was the last moments of his life where he got saved and got baptized, and he's in heaven right now waiting for me, amen, praise the Lord, with my brothers. But, but, but 
how, what did I, how did I, where did I learn that from? That. And I was, probably said words, not kind words to my wife when I was drunk. Never, I never hit her. I don't think she would let me, but uh, <laughs> she's, she, she, she's, she's pretty, she's pretty mean, amen, hallelujah. I was a scared drunk. Amen. Don't, don't, don't yell at me. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, I don't know about that. Amen. But what are we doing? I mean, here God's telling uh, the, the Israelites, God is telling you and I today, you know what, we, we need to build memorials. We need to build memories in our, in our homes right now. Don't wait till they're old enough, amen, thinking that I'll change them later, I'll teach them later. No, you've got to teach them now. It doesn't say, man, if you have time, I know you're working two jobs. I know life is kind of hectic now. You know what, whatever you know, you know, you know whatever, just get them to church. Church is not enough. Come on, just coming here is not enough, church. Just coming and listening to the word is not enough. You got to get involved. You got you to you participate. You got to live it out. You gotta, it, faith has to be displayed inside your life. What would what, what, you say that earlier? Test the faith. Test the faith. Come on. If, if, he asked a question, have you ever tested God? I've tested God so many times because he has proved himself time and time again. Man, I remember when I was young, God just got saved, amen. Man, if I could throw this three-pointer, God, I know it's you. And guess what? It would go in. Woo, I test him again. And it worked for a few times, and then it stopped. Come on. Remember the faith you used to have? You got to test it. Come on. Because I took, I took it literally, just like they did when they binded around their, their thing. It was literally, you can do all things through Christ. Really? Yeah. Man, I remember going out there, cars couldn't start. I walk out there with my full of faith. Get back, get back, get back. Start it up. Start up. Told you, bye. Boom, it started up, amen. That was my faith. Now, as I got older, try to do the same thing now, you need to buy a new battery, bro. <laughs> it's not going to start, amen. <laughs> I got a little wisdom now. It's not starting, amen. That battery that battery's all corroded, dirty. You need a new battery. You, you got to test the faith, church. God's saying, you know what, you got to test it. You got you to be it. You got to live your faith. You're going you're gonna to have to step out sometimes in the waters. You're going to have to step out and say, God, what, what, what are you, what? it was faith that brought me out here. God, God said, go, go to Vegas, sell your home, get out of here, amen, step out, amen. I said, okay, God, you tell me go, I'll go. I step out, you got to step out into your destiny. You got to step out, you got to test that faith. God, is this really you? Step out and you'll find out if it's God or you. So many of us were afraid of stepping out, so many things, amen. Let me tell you, if it's God, he won't fail you. God will never lead you where his grace doesn't follow you, church. You're going to have to step out in faith, amen. If we're going to be a voice, amen, uh, in our community, we're going to be a voice uh, this year uh, and all the time, amen. We're going to be a voice. Come on, start it in your home and be a voice to your children. 
Impress it on them. Talk about it. Teach them. Don't just hand them over to the teacher and say, okay, my job is done. Don't just come on Sunday and say, I I fulfilled my obligations. I touched the throne and I'm okay now. You got to live it, church. You got to live it to be it. You got to test it. Otherwise, it's not faith. And our faith isn't just a crossing of our fingers. Our faith is, you know what? We have a, a sure faith. Come on, is there a sure faith in you? This is an absolute faith. Come on, if it's God, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> There's no questions on that. But we got to teach our kids, amen, because if not, guess who's waiting for them? The enemy will talk to them at a long, young age. And if you go and just leave them to do whatever they want on that iPad, phone, Give them no restrictions or you don't do anything, they're going to explore life. And guess what? How they're going to learn that? The enemy's going to just start to show them things. That's where they get their little attitudes now. Because now the parents are not the parents. <laughs> this is their parent. <laughs> the internet. And they open sites, amen, because they hear from other kids. Or now they think, man, I can Google anything I want. And they just go to Google, boom. Anything they want at their fingerprints, at their fingertips. Come on. And we're wondering why our kids are so jacked up. We're wondering why people are so confused about their sexuality. So confused about other things because they, they got polluted. Because somebody else is impressing something in their minds and doing a good job at it. And we as parents are not. See, God found it important back then, and he finds it important right now, that we need to teach our kids and impress the word of God to them. And it's up to them what they do with the church. But if you train them, when they depart from it, let me tell you guys, they'll come back to it. God's word is never in vain. I was raised in a Christian home by my mom. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom was a love the Lord, amen. She was a praying woman. She's still a praying woman today. And let me tell you, I went and wandered and did my own thing. I was a prodigal. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going out. I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going to explore this life. But it was the very words of my mom, the prayers of my mom that just says, man, it would mess me up and knew that I was doing, living the wrong way. That brought me back to where I need to be. You impress them. They'll come back, church. My son will come back. My two kids are here. here. My grandkids are going to be the same thing. They're, they're, they're the next worshipers, preachers, teachers, whatever it is. You can speak whatever you want over your children. You give, them, give them the president of the United States is going to be my kid. Say that. Bring a change in this world. Why not? There was somebody else's kid before. This is impress them. Show them the word of God. Show them what they can be, how powerful they can be. Look at David, teenager, come on, fighting giants. 
that all these other men were scared of because why? He was impressed on the word of God. He believed and he took faith. He stood in faith, knowing that his God had his back. You think he's going to let this giant just eat up David? And then all of a sudden, man, the Philistines get a main victory. No, God was going to bring victory to that young boy. Why? Because he believed in his God. Do you believe in your God for those things that you're facing right now? You've got to impress. You've got to live faith out, church. Amen? Your kids need to see you live faith in front of them. Every day, it has to be a 24-7 thing, church. Otherwise, all we're doing is playing church. Come on. All we're doing is showing our best side, our best way right now at church. And then tomorrow, we see here, we don't see it there. I mean, are, you, are you the same person going to work on Tuesday? Because I know most of you don't work tomorrow. I'm at work. All right, all right, I love it. Thank you, Jesus, for dropping it. Praise God. <laughs> I'm blessed. Yeah, yes, we can also. Holiday weekend, that never happens. Amen. Why? Favor. <laughs> <laughs>